Hello and welcome back to yet another week of Pillars of Babel, where we're now on uh, episode 8 of our season, uh, and it's soon coming up to the Christmas break. Uh, but yes, uh, this our question for this week, I think, is something to do with morals and politics. Uh, I'm Archibald Elliot, and as usual, I'm joined by my... Uh, Awful, absolutely awful co-host. Wow. Sykes. You're taking it. <laughs> we have to have a change up here. We've taken uh, a turn uh, for the uh, worst yes. here, Archie. Indeed, yes. Yes, I am Oliver Sykes, Archibald's co-host. Yes, and like politics has taken a turn for the worst, uh, so has uh, this, uh, this pod lasks adjectives. Yes, yeah, notice how I changed things up there at the start. From <laughs> wonderful certain, every week. You certainly did, Archie. Yes, yes. Uh, I thought it might be uh, entertaining. But yes, this week we're talking about morals in politics. I'm not sure exactly what our question phrasing was. Uh, I forgot to, I neglected to add it into my uh, little uh, note section. What is our question, Oliver? Well, I suppose we we sort of sort of, I sort of mentioned. Do we have a question? Well, well, maybe maybe we don't. But I suppose we have we have sort of topics, uh, you know, under branching off. I mean, we could go into a sort of a mind map kind of thing of of where we're going with this. But um, I sort of thought, hmm, an interesting point to talk about this week, especially in the uh, events that are currently happening i'm sure if you've been watching the news or if you haven't you can stay tuned and you can listen to our current affairs section where we will get you right up to date with what's been going on all of us doing our advertising here yes of course i mean what better reason if you haven't listened to the news this week to carry on listening to this exceptional podcast well, anyway it, it was I'm, it was actually surprised we managed to get in because there's been awful storms here at the moment i can't, I can't remember the name storm barra storm barra yeah Barra. Uh, yeah. But, but the sunken gardens uh in, in douglas has uh, turned into have a, turned uh, into sunken gardens <laughs> uh, they, they, they were absolutely flooded uh when the when the uh sea came over the seawall uh so we've definitely seen some wild wild weather yeah which is not surprising mm. because um the the original bay wall of Douglas Harbour. If you walk behind W. H. Smith on the island, um, there is the the remnants are the you know the previous sea wall is actually located on the back of that. You can actually see yeah, it we, there. We, we reclaim the land, yeah. And now we're wondering why on earth is it flooding? Why is it sinking? Hmm. hmm. I do wonder. I do wonder. Yes. So. As I was saying, I was sort of saying to Archie, Archie sort of said, oh, well, what can we talk about this week? And I thought, well, with the apparent sort of situation that's uh, in the news at the moment, I thought, hmm, we could discuss, is it okay for, for rules to be broken, accountability? And then that sort of led to morals in, in politics, um, which are questionable at the moment, one does have to say. Questionable? That implies they were there in the first place, Oliver. Well... <laughs> um, perhaps they, you know, I don't. It's uh, does politics need to be moral? I sometimes mean, you're the asking best, yourself the question. So, so, sometimes the best course of action isn't necessarily what you would argue is the most moral course of action because it, it depends how we define moral. How would you define moral? Well, I define in in, in my own way without not looking at any sort of. Uh, anything else influencing me from here say moral is i suppose what one perceives as doing the right thing uh cracky my voice went a bit funny there but what one perceives to be doing the right thing um it is it's, but, it's, but, it's, but, a, but, it's a broad term but, but it's a broad is, term but is the right thing necessarily moral 
Because what one believes is the right thing to do, I could believe that, honestly, killing 10 people to save 100 is the right thing to do. But those 10 people would probably argue different. They would argue, no, that you should kill the 100 rather than those 10, because to them, maybe it's selfish that they want to kill the 10. Or you could argue that me thinking, uh, throwing tea at people, that is the right course of action, because in my belief system, that's right. Are we necessarily to question others' belief systems to whether they have the correct form of belief system, whether they have the correct version of morals? Well, you know... Oliver wasn't expecting grilling today, but he's got one anyway. He's following on from last week. I've turned up the barbecue. Uh, Yes, you certainly have. Um, But I suppose, you know, you you make a fair point there. Um, But I suppose it's that... It's what... um, it's it's a way of behaving that would be you know accepted by by everyone, isn't it? Um, I mean, f- f- yeah. But then, if um, we look at we look at some moral actions in government, some would say, for example, the austerity measures that David Cameron uh, introduced in 2010 mm-hmm. to control the deficit. That was a right decision, and then you have another group which say, no, that was the wrong decision. So there's never really this mass consensus in politics. Some would view austerity as perfectly moral. It's the right thing to do, to not weigh debt or, or even larger debt on our future generations, on our children. And others say, no, it's the wrong thing to do. We're now cutting uh, services they view as essential or services which they cho- choose to put in the hands of government rather than provide for themselves. So we see these two different camps. Is, is then morality, for example, a questionable idea is it more moral for one person but not moral for the next should we be judging politics on its morality well in in some degree yes um i mean we'll move on to soon Mm. uh the the seven principles of uh public public life Mm. uh, which many politicians believe to be fundamental uh in being a politician, in being honest, you know, open, and, and being, it's it's sort of the, the, the principles of of doing what's right. Um, do you agree with the seven principles? <laughs> but, you see, you see the, 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 the seven, uh, seven principles are, I'll name them, selfishness, integrity, objectivity... Selfishness? Uh, selflessness. Oh, phew. Uh, not <laughs> Although that might apply to some people. Uh, objectivity, accountability, openness, honesty, and leadership... Morality doesn't come into there, Oliver. Morality doesn't form a, a, a matter there. Mor- morality could ar- argue, I think, is very fluid. Yes, but in terms of what I'm say, in terms of what I'm saying is the way the actions that they take, you know, um, being sort of, um, oh, how can I put it? I'm struggling to find my words here but oh yeah uh, when it comes to sort of being oh p- doing things in in the wrong way for example being dishonest you know um b- lying and other such things how can we say that this person is you know re- ready uh, it's not ready but is is fit for the job is is an okay person to represent people is lying always wrong yes lying is <laughs> it's always wrong for, for the for the most part lying is always wrong what happens what, what, what would you class lying as then saying something 
that you haven't done, <laughs> saying something you haven't done. Uh, no, but, but but lying is not necessarily stuff for something you you have done. Okay, or, but let's say I believe uh, my civil servant hasn't gone to a Christmas party and broken lockdown rules. They've told me they're not doing lockdown rules and and they're following them. So then I say to the house and I say to the House of Commons potentially, my the civil servants in my department haven't had a lockdown party. Well, you turns say, out no, it turns out say, no, but I I've been lied to and then therefore I'm saying something which is untrue that then arguably you could argue that's an unintentional lie you've been misled you're saying something you believe was true if you believe something is true is it a lie like you 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 say something which you believe is true and yes. it turns out to be untrue We'd is, say, that, is that lying? well not no not really but you would say if you weren't certain you'd say well for the most part i believe that this happened but uh, you, you look at I think you look at you can look at politics in general, uh, and again you, you, you even look at necessarily you look at a wartime situation with propaganda where you you don't want to say we're going to lose the war because then you're going to have lack of morale. You're going to say we're going to win this war. Is that necessarily a bad case of lying? Your morality issue there is you're either going to incentivize your soldiers and you could actually go and win the war. But you don't know whether you win the war. You think it's likely you'll lose. But you want to have that morale. You, you want to have that morale there put out uh, to have uh, maybe maybe a propaganda campaign for war wartime. That then is a, again a situation where politicians don't necessarily have to tell the truth. Or again, we look at issues of national security. Um, it's either avoiding the questions. That's what most politicians do. So they don't necessarily lie, but they avoid the questions. Is that as bad as lying? But but. <laughs> But avoiding the questions clearly show that is something's not quite right. But but is that bad as lying? Or no, should, it, no, it isn't. It? it isn't as bad as lying. No, but, but it's effectively lying, as you said, because they're they're saying something's not right. Uh, that they, well, not they're saying not saying that's right. They're not saying. This is getting awfully right. confusing. <laughs> yeah, but but to go back to seven principles, uh, if we look at it, uh, honesty is there. They should be truthful. I think there there is issue with that. Because it depends what we define... Again, it's getting to a philosophical debate. It depends what we de- define truth as. Uh, because could you uninten- You can unintentionally mislead. You can unintentionally not tell the truth. And again, I don't think there should be ramifications for that. If you genuinely didn't believe, or you believed something and you said it, and it turned out not to be true, I don't think there is ramifications behind that. What would you think? Should, should someone be um, punished because they said something that turned out to be untrue, even though they thought it was true at the time. No, I don't think they should. But most of the time, that's not too often the case. And you, you can usually tell... Uh... Well, l- 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 let's look at the example, actually, in the UK. It's an excellent oh, one. Right, well, we, well, we don't yet know. But, for example, Boris Johnson has said there was no party at Number 10 Downing Street. He's to been, the best of his... No, no well, to he, knowledge, but, no, no, but he's been told there is no party, so he'll continue with the line, there's no party. May There may turn out to be a party. There are some called, I think the SNP leader, uh, Ian Blackford, has called for the Prime Minister to resign because there was a party, and he's saying there's not a party. So would that then... Would you say there's a case then for Boris having misled people, therefore he should go? Well, if he does mislead, if he does mislead Parliament, I think he should resign. But is it misleading when he has been told by he has a thousand different things going on, and he has to know every detail, and he's told by his civil servants we haven't had a party. That's not if his fault. If there's a party so in the place fault? of his residence, 
then he should resign. But and if he's even... <laughs> because... Even though he said, I've been told there's no party. If there was a party, it's disgraceful. I'm launching an investigation into it. But I've been told there's but no if... party. How is he at fault? I, 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 he, I'm interested But he, the in thing it. is, he says there is no party. So he says there's no party. And he says there's no party. But then, you know, he's got his... Um, one of his closest advisors a few days after said parties supposed to have taken place on December the 18th last year. On the 22nd of December, one of his advisors is doing a TV uh, prep interview. She was playing the Prime Minister or whatever, and they're joking around with the, the, the question. Yes, but they, they didn't ever in the interview admit... They didn't say there was a party. They were joking. No. That, oh no! Yeah, I heard on Twitter there was a party. Uh, what? What would I say to that? Well, no, it was a business meeting. It was a cheese and wine. Well, I think yes. However, that joking obviously shouldn't happen because people were dying from COVID. But uh, from, I don't. I, I, again, I, I come back to your point. You said you've said earlier that uh, if someone says something untrue, which, ter- well, which, uh, which. They say something they believe, and it, that turns out to be untrue, but they honestly believed it was true. They've been told it was true, that they're not at fault. So then why should Boris Johnson resign for something that he said, which turns out not to be true, but for his knowledge, it was true when but, he said it? But but when it is true, yeah, but he will resign. I, I, I would expect him to resign. But why? You've, he's not done anything because... wrong under your moral standards. <laughs> we, he's he's lying, Archie. But, but no, but ha- but you said there's a difference between lying and saying something that turns out to be untrue, but you believed it was true at the time. You've you've made, you've made that differentiation. We've, I know. We've agreed <laughs> on that differentiation. So oh. how can you say he's lying when he's clearly said he believes what he what he was told, and he'll have written documents from civil servants in his prep, which will show him that they've told him there is no party. So I, 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 I'm confused why you say then he should resign. On this question of morals... Because under, he could be lying, he could be lying about lying that he doesn't know. Yes, but, but, but he's been told and he'll have papers to show that what he said, that's what he was given. And that's what he then believed. You, how, how on earth would you prove it otherwise? If we're looking at this case and we've made the moral distinction between something being was, a lie and untrue, so, but thought it was true. But the one thing that we don't know is whether he was lying, whether he was lying about him lying. I'm making this awfully confusing. <laughs> no, no, he did not, 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 not lie. Oh. Um, he may have attended this party. But no, th- th- this party was a meeting between Downing Street staff. It, yes. There's no, there's no implication at the party being questioned on the 18th of December that that was involving the Prime Minister. Well, we definitely know that there's other parties been taking place, as today I was viewing a video of Jacob Rees-Mogg. That party was not from last December. It was not in the height of the lockdown. It, is, it was him making a joke about the, the lockdown uh, the lockdown party that we're not going to investigate it for a year's time. In a year's time, uh, for the party we're taking events in, it, it, it wasn't actually due at that time. It's been a misconception. I don't believe that. that, that that's what I read. Um, because I'm watching a video. There is Christmas decorations on the yes, ceiling. Yes, because it's Christmas. It's Christmas in December. We're in December. So, We've been in December for nine days. Um, but this is this year. Is yeah. Uh, there. Uh, 
exactly. We, we don't. We don't know. I don't. Right. I, I think that, that, no, Mr. Rees Mogg was speaking at this year's Christmas party for the Institute of Economic Affairs when he had joked about the police investigating last year's event. It was at this year's right, okay. Christmas party. That's good, but interestingly, I think this is another point which I'm sure we'll come on to later in the podcast. But it's again the media and the social media misconception. I've seen it shared many times, either on TikTok, on Instagram, on Twitter, that the Jacob Rees Mogg was at this party. He should be next to go. But it wasn't actually... There's these misconceptions being played. It was always playing into the hands of those who want to tear down Boris Johnson. And whilst I disagree with Boris Johnson's uh, general uh, views on COVID and what he's doing at the moment, I would probably be happy to see him be replaced by another person. I don't think... We made this moral distinction already between someone lying and someone saying something which they thought was honestly true and has turned out not to be. How on earth would you prove Mm. that he was lying versus that? The documents show, as far as we know... Beyond reasonable doubt that he, I suppose, wouldn't not have been lying. Otherwise, he's lying to the house, and the yes, he must go. But he's not lying to the house. But if he does he's lie been, to the house, but he's been misled. Mm. If he's been misled and then told something coming from other sources, I think again we make this moral distinction. I find but it really how- interesting. Do you not agree that that moral distinction exists in that place? Because you've agreed it earlier in principle. So why doesn't that principle not apply in practice? Well, because I, d- in practice. You know, what we were discussing earlier, for the most part, I do agree with. But with this situation, I do not trust Boris Johnson. But you can trust the documents which he's been given by civil servants. I've not say, seen the, no, I've but, not but, seen uh, the documents. The, the, the documents would exist somewhere. And if he's, <laughs> if he's pulled in front of the house, he'll, he'll produce these documents. Uh, if the documents exist, this is, this is mm-hmm. hypothetically, if the documents exist from civil servants that, that have told him there's no party, would you then accept that he's not done anything really morally wrong? In this, yes. In this instance. Yes. There you are. Yeah. But again, so we don't. We don't know. Uh, again, he he's not yet being accused of lying. We're, we're almost a, we're we're assuming guilty before proving guilty. It's almost we should assume innocence uh, rather than guilt in in this country. But yeah, I think that again we come on to you know morality within politics. Is it moral to then joke about something? I, again, we look at this morality. It's not that they were saying we broke down these laws. Ha ha ha! It's so funny. They were just joking about the laws, which arguably. They used dark humour because in that time they were heavily, heavily pressed as Downing Street staff on dealing with the coronavirus pandemic. What's a bit about a light laugh? Would you agree that this has been almost blown out of proportion? Or do you think it's it's perfectly proportionate? Um, hmm. Yes, I believe... uh, It's a difficult one. Mm. It is a difficult one, and it is difficult because the, the the press are just blowing things out of proportion. But one thing I'd like to move on, if we're sort of staying... I, I know I want to sort of go back to sort of... We can come back later. Um, I'm, I'm here yeah. all, I'm all, here all evening. Okay. Um, well, I have a couple of questions I'd like to ask you. Um, but, sure. But first of all, um, oh, I've now I've just... Now I've just forgotten what I was going to say, but um, in terms of... Um, do you do you believe that um do you believe that you know we should trust all politicians to to tell the tr- you know do we believe that all all politicians must tell the truth do you, you know do you believe that um that 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 we should that I don't think they should intentionally lie no but if they say something again which has been in many cases in public life where they've said something that they were told by their civil servants and then that's turned out to be untrue I don't think they should be punished for that they've 
said what they believe is true, and I think that's the most important part. They shouldn't intentionally mislead. There's a very big difference between unintentionally lying, unintentionally not telling the truth, and intentionally doing. There's a very big difference here. I think those distinct that distinction should be should be made. Mm-hmm. Very good. Um, and secondly, what what else was I going to say? Um, I'm trying to think, but sort of we've seen uh, Boris you know, mislead Parliament before, obviously with, uh, well, the, you know, the circumstance with Brexit. Um, yes, that, that, that's more of a legal issue. Yes, more, more of a legal, legal issue, case. yeah. Um, but, but you know, I'm just going, going back on sort of what we were saying before. You know, uh, he, he is, he's not one to always tell the truth. But, but again, was it advice that he was given which then told him, though, he was acting perfectly within his realms? It wasn't him saying, I, well, again, we, I, I think that's why I've read somewhere that, no, it was advice given to him. We see a lot of prime ministers, most of the politicians, what they say, unless if they're a government minister especially, it's all, we even see this on the Isle of Man, it's all given to them by civil servants. We saw it in our interview with the chief minister. He has a whole briefing document in front of him, which is given by the chief minister, which is given by the, uh, the, the, the departmental member, the departmental civil servants. And it said that they, the schools were being educated about politics. And well, he they, does and, not... No, and it's not happening. It doesn't, it, it wasn't existing. But what and he was told by... That, again, yeah. it's told by civil servants. I don't necessarily think the blame needs to be on the politician. Yeah. It depends where it's come no, from. No, that's, that's definitely a true point there. I mean, that's something that we're very passionate about and, we, you know, mm. we're not going to let that go um, at all, really. I'm I'm one to sort of make sure that that's... Uh, that, that, that students are educated on, on uh, politics and especially what goes on over here um, because as much as what happens across and internationally is still relevant, here is where the, you know, where young people can vote from the age of 16 and it's, you know... The political education behind it is simply not happening, and uh, I do find it unfair on many young people um, that they don't get they don't get to uh, get informed about that. And uh, yeah, it's 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 an annoying one. But um, we're going back to the, the, the morals of politics. I think that's just an example of where a politician saying something that they've been told is happening. They 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 they, yeah. they, 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 they don't have. Although, yes, they ultimately have responsibility. I don't necessarily think the person at the top of the organisation is to take all the fall for something that they that they believed is true. And mm. Obviously, they've intentionally misled. There is something that needs to be done. And sometimes they do take the pressure off and resign. I think if you did mislead Parliament or you did do something that was wrong, I think then I think you are, you are, you are bound, on a bound, not necessarily morality, to resign just out of principle. Uh, but go, going on to uh, back to your seven principles of public life, I think generally those are those, 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 those should those, those should should be put in place to a degree. I think if you look at then uh, political public life, I think I would disagree necessarily uh, on the uh, on the objectivity part because holders of public office must act and take decisions impartially and fairly on merit but sometimes something is a societal issue which doesn't have any merit to it it doesn't have a impartiality if we see we we see we see the argument i think there in that what one believes is impartial and fair and has merit another person doesn't view there's merit in the case we see this in how the economy is run some believe there is merit 
in high tax and no merit in low tax. Others believe there's merit in low tax and no merit in higher tax. So, so, so I think the the seven principles of public life, or yes, they are good in principle, uh, as they're called principles. I don't <laughs> think they necessarily work in practice. What do you think? Um. Yeah. Yes. In 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 most cases, I mean, I believe that f- for the most part, the majority of them. Um, simply a politician should uh, uphold them um for example leadership honesty openness accountability um obj- objectivity Ooh, that's questionable uh, integrity definitely um mm. selflessness definitely um yes the objectivity is the only one that's a bit uh a bit questionable. Yeah, I think I think, I think it is quite, yeah a bit questionable. I agree, but I think there 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 is again this 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 need to look at something. Is it, it is necessarily our moral system? Our moral systems in society. I don't think all all wrap up. They don't all agree. We have different morals, and different people think different things are moral and things are immoral. I think what the necessity to have in politics is. The ability to be transparent and open and not have accusations of cronyism, for example. Yes. I think that that's important to be uh, open and fair, yes. but not necessarily moral, because what is moral to one isn't moral to another. Yes. And I don't think there's any way to decide if that person believes their action was for the best. I think I would call that... I couldn't call that a moral action if it disagrees well, yeah, with my moral system value. Because for example, I'd be then someone believes murdering is best to them. It might be moral to me. It's absolutely immoral and shouldn't happen. Again, it's an extreme example, but I think there's a distinction that needs to be made here. Yes, I, I definitely, um, I definitely agree with you there. Someone uh, would describe, um, you know, uh, Tony Blair and the you know Iraq war as as uh, immoral and some would probably say mm. it was um moral you know it was the right thing to do at the right time um we look on it back now most people would say it was immoral thing to do um it is it, you know like you've said archie um it's one of those things you know the, the way i see it is you know someone should do you know the the best thing possible um for for their constituents uh, or you know the, well, yes, the should, people of their, 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 their yes. country and i suppose one politician to another um one would be doing a completely moral thing one would be doing a completely immoral thing exactly um, so yeah it is it's it's a difficult it's a difficult thing because it's how one perceives something to be isn't it yeah it's, um, it's, it's what one but is morality i think that's the, the key question to your question is I don't, I don't, I don't know if politics is necessarily moral because it it doesn't have its own uniquely defined moral system. What we view in the UK as moral is different to what people in China view as moral, or people in Australia, or people in Russia, or people in Singapore. Mm-hmm. Uh, we all have different views of morality, and here in the UK, we don't have a death penalty. We see countries like Japan; they have a death penalty because they view this as moral. Mm-hmm. That, or, or at least the government views as moral, otherwise they would remove it. Uh, so I think there isn't this. Uh, there's, there's not this moral framework in place uh, to specifically apply to politics, but there is the ability for I think I think it's good if each politician follows their own moral code. Yes, I think that's yeah. the important part. Yeah, and I think it's that idea of you know the the seven principles of public life are a way in which you know 
people can uphold a certain amount of... But they're they're only arbitrary because, again, they were created by committee. They're not necessarily so ingrained. They're just... They're arbitrary, I think. Yeah, I mean, it's... uh... We can judge a politician if they're good or bad at the ballot box. That's ultimately what happens. Yes, indeed. Mm. Gosh, it appears to have something cleared floated into my eye. Oliver's got so uh, emotional about, <laughs> about about the topic of morality and yes. he's collapsed, yes. But I suppose we've come to a quite a good, good conclusion mm. there, I suppose. Um, apart from me stumbling at the start. Uh, we... Are we? Oh, should we? Uh, have we? Have you got any other points to discuss? No, my, you, mine are wrapped up. Right. I, I, I don't think politics is necessarily. Uh, we don't. We can't apply morality in the usual way of morality to it. Be, I don't think we can apply morality to most things. I think ethics is a different sense of it. But morality, I think, is unique to individual people, and we all have different codes of morality. So I don't think there's a way to class politics as either immoral or amoral or immoral. Actually, no, amoral is probably a good way to put it. It is without morals, in a way, because mm. they all... Uh, we Arguably, it is without morals, I think, in a way, is its overall structure, but inside, as, as, as the main overall set, there's no morals, but individually in the subsets, there are different types of morals. Mm. Those on the left think some things are immoral, whereas those on the right think the left's immoral. Uh, so I don't think there's any, any collectivity in that. Yes, I mean, in, in terms of, um, yeah. Oh, yeah. Should we move on to... The current, current affairs. affairs? Yes, I shall, I shall, let, I shall let you uh, start out. Well, the PCR tests on the Isle of Man are of the highest standard, despite rare false results, says Manx Care. There's been a further outbreak of COVID-19 at the Isle of Man prison. The Notfield trial begins for child's home abuse accuse, accusations. No cannabis licence has been granted yet, says Minister. Mark Cavendish burgled at knife point at home in Essex. As well that, as that's that, very much either bad news, isn't it? Storm clear up underway as damage assessed. I just picked a wide, wide range of s- topics as usual. Uh, I say the same. You forgot to mention the uh, Castle Town going through the polls in a commissioner's by-election. I did, I did, but um, Oliver doesn't believe in our local democracy. No, I do believe uh, in in local democracy, Archie. But uh, Ooh, we're switching roles here. <laughs> um, <laughs> sorry. Hey, you know what we, what we were talking about last week uh, in local local governments. We were talking about local government at some point. Were we? I, don't, I, don't I can't remember. remember. Anyway, anyway, why I just thought, oh, I won't mention that because, uh, you know, the, result, the results are not out yet. They will be in a few hours' time. But, yes, that story does follow the resignation of a local authority chair after she refused to mm. uh, resign from the board um, after she quit um, because... Uh, her dog bit a member of the commissioner's staff. Yeah, as I heard about that, it was <laughs> yeah. quite quite the interesting case. But there was one more I'd like to add on there. Uh, an MLC, um, MLC has, uh, Marlene Masker has, has questioned um, whether, who monitors COVID mask exemptions? I think that's quite an interesting one. Definitely. Who decides what is a reasonable a reasonable exemption not to wear a face mask? I, I personally, I think face masks in a way are arbitrary in a way if you don't I, I, I have a I have a conflicting view on one hand 
there is some clinical evidence to suggest they're useful. And other, on the other hand, it is almost a method of government control where it's not always warranted. We should, I think, be left up to personal decision what to choose. I think the mask mandate is the part I'm against, not the act of wearing a mask. I was li- Yeah, I was hmm. listening to uh, this week's... Uh, m- well, not this week's, but one of the uh, sh- uh, Man in Line call-in shows that... Uh, happened oh lucky you 12 and 1 this week and a a gentleman was on and he was talking about sort of the effect of wearing masks and how Mm. um although it does you know it's proven to sort of prevent the spread of covid19 um but how it has an effect on someone personally so it reduces um i'm just putting my hand there in front of my face to sort of demonstrate but Mm. uh it reduces um like oxygen by 37 percent um because you know the mask is there so you're not being able to uh get, get fresh oxygen in or oxygen is easily into your body mm. um there's other such things as sort of uh dermatology uh dermatology the can't get the word out but you know to do with your skin mm. you know it doesn't improve your your skin and other such reasons um as well um but yes it was interesting to see that uh, mask wearing is between 20% and 50% in schools because it is. Um, I, you know, if the way I see it is it's up to someone's personal choice. But if they are, you know, if they, w- if they want people to, if they want to mandate it or whatever, then it requires for everyone to wear them because if not everyone's wearing them, then it sort of defeats the purpose in a way. Do you believe there should be a mask mandate then? Uh, no. No, I don't. So then, is there any point in wearing a mask if there's no mask mandate? You love to ask these horrible well, questions. Well, 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 so... it's, it's a conflicting point of view. <laughs> you've said there's no point in masks, particularly if there's no mask. If not everyone's wearing a mask, it doesn't necessarily do much, to a degree. You said you, you, I think that's why I understood it. Really. So I might yes, be, yes. So so if it's there's not, it doesn't really do too much. If not everyone, if, if so then so if we don't if we don't mandate masks, is there any point in wearing a mask because it doesn't do much? Yes, basically. Yeah, there, yeah, there, there we are. <laughs> there um, are not, they're not, there's not much point wearing a mask unless everyone else is wearing them. That's how hmm. I see it. Yeah, I think that's a fair point there because but there's, but you. But do you think if people, everyone wore masks, that would be useful? Y- yes, because... So why would you mandate masks? What do you mean? Because you said it would be useful if everyone wore masks. So surely uh, you said that, that no one when, could... So, when, so say, for example, in schools... Uh, so I, I, I do love being pedantic. Yes. yes. So say um, everyone in schools, there's a group of 50 people in an area, mm-hmm. and three of those people are wearing masks... Yep. And if they don't have COVID, then you know there's not an awful lot of point of wearing them. But let's say, for example... So why don't you mandate all 50 to wear them? Then, then you would solve the solution if one of yes. them had COVID, they wouldn't spread it. Yes, that's what I mean. So you would then support mandating all 50 to wear them? Yes. So then you would support mandate masks? Yes. So Oliver, you've gone for... I would support... So, so, wait, wait, Oliver. So you've gone for two minutes ago. No, let's not mandate masks. So now let's mandate masks. Uh, sorry, I, I love playing these games. But yes, yeah. because at this current time... At this current time... You'd support mandating masks. <laughs> it's 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 a difficult... The way I see it is... It is a difficult one, I agree, yes. I don't believe that... like, Say, for example, in school now, they're highly advised, so I'm not going to wear them because I don't see that it does an awful lot if they're not mandated. But you would agree if they did mandate them? 
yes, I would wear a mask. No, but, but would you agree with them mandating? Because to first mandate, they have to have agreement. Yes. Okay, interesting. So that's how I see it. Have you got it now? Yes, of? no, now, now yeah. I understand. Yeah. yeah. So we've had a double confirmation to <laughs> two votes to one side and one oh, vote to the other. So I think uh, yeah. that, that, that's democracy in action in Oliver's oh. mind. Uh, yes. <laughs> it's, 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 a, it's a fascinating issue. Um, I, I, I personally, I think there, there's, there needs to be personal choice. We live in a democracy. We have freedoms. We arguably have rights. And we shouldn't be mandated by a government what we can and can't do in, in in terms of clothing or facial coverings. If we even look at it, uh, it, it, it it's, it's almost a big bug of the control. It's, it is almost enacting uh, quasi-1984 methods. We, we, see, we, we, we see otherwise, first it's masks, what is it next? Now they're looking in certain countries to mandate vaccinations as well. And then, But then, some countries are now saying, oh yes, but you're not fully jabbed if you have had two vaccines, which you were told you would then be fully jabbed and you wouldn't need to take any more. You're now going to have a third vaccine. And that's then when you're fully vaccinated. And now France is again looking at a forced vaccine. So this government control on our lives, would it then be, you've got to have this app on your phone? Is, is then you're going to have to do what? We look at China. China started at some point where it was more free than it was now. Mm. And now they look at the surveillance state. Are we then to become... It, it, it is a road. And yes, it might be a exaggerated road and how far we're heading down. But it, we, we do run the risk if we then get comfortable and we're comfortable with government telling what we can and can't wear... Then government wants you comfortable with it. It's, it's almost it's baby steps. I'm nothing, not, nothing's I'm not done, a no, huge fan of nothing's it. ever done in, in in totalitarianism as going from freedom one day to absolute totalitarianism the next day. It's mm. it's baby steps. Yeah. Where not, will this lead? I'm not a fan. Yeah, I agree with you there. I agree with you there completely. I'm not a fan, a huge fan of government in- intervention unless it's completely absolutely necessary. Um, so then, would you agree with the mask mandate? If it was absolutely, necessary. is it absolutely necessary? Now. Not at this moment in time. But you said it before you'd agree with the government to introduce your mandate. If if it was not this current time, <laughs> if it was, I know I've gone. I've sort of gone back. It's, my good, it's good to go around in circles. I agree. I, I do it all the time uh, in my own mind. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, I don't know what's right from wrong now, Archie. After this, I, I gonna... bamboozled him. I've done a good job today, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. I bamboozled Oliver. Yeah. Uh, my, my my aim after uh, two two uh, is it two? It, well, it's. Um, after about three seasons and however many episodes, I finally achieved my aim of uh, breaking Oliver to the point of him being bamboozled. It's excellent. Oh. It's excellent. Uh, Oliver's yet yet to bamboozle me. That's, yes. that's his, his challenge. That's coming. Uh, one that's day. that's coming. That's coming soon. Coming up soon. That's coming. Uh, up stay soon. watching. Yes. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's, it's a confusing topic. We're we're we're, we're conflicted between. I think the we we, we see media persuading us to wear masks. We see social media saying we must wear masks. We see government saying we must wear masks. We see mandates happening. We see people saying, oh, you don't kill anyone, wear a mask. We see all these type of messaging and it does really, I think, does create a confusing environment. Are we, we even with mass media, I think we saw this again with the video of Jacob Rees-Mogg. We see, we see that it, media has a giant perception on how we view it. And now I have people, I, I've heard people talk about it and say, oh yeah, but Jacob Rees-Mogg, he's next to go. He's in the comments, oh, Tory scum. He's uh, breaking <laughs> lockdown rules. And it's like, like, no, he's not breaking lockdown rules. There are currently no restrictions in place for what he's doing. At that time, there weren't any restrictions. So the problem is, yeah, it's it's perception. People, one one fake news goes out. There's context. You know, there was there was. There, I got sent that video, and mm. I thought there's not much context behind it. I assumed. It I, was, I, I, can't, I, I can't blame you. Most of the stuff which goes out with the video, the captions 
don't contain any context whatsoever. I had to do my own research. And yeah. So, so I just assumed, yeah. and um, because there was no sort of context with that, I assume with the given circumstances that um, that that, 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 that it was related to sort of last year. And at the moment, you know, there's so much uh, going on, uh, with, you know, with the Conservatives. I mean, it came out today about the... Um, the uh, uh, what's it called when you... Um, the doing up of the flat. What's uh, what? What would you? What was the correct term terminology? Uh, rede- redecorating. Hmm. Redecorating. That's not redoing <laughs> up. Uh, redecorating the flat, and obviously uh, it was confirmed that uh, they had used government money. Uh, or was that was that correct? Or uh... um, give me uh, two two minutes. But obviously that's come out, and the just all sorts of you know uh, stories coming out. Um, at, at, at this time when there's so much going on i mean it, it doesn't look it's not a great image uh for the conservatives at all um i mean to be honest uh no what, what was done was i think uh conservative peer uh don- donated the uh, 52,000 to the conservative party to cover the bills and then Boris Johnson repaid that so right. it was really i think a just just a cash flow problem i assume uh, I don't. I don't know why it, all these things. It's quite hilarious at the moment. We're seeing little tiny things that usually wouldn't at all be blown out of proportion. They wouldn't really be in mainstream headlines and everywhere, and everyone banging on about it. But all these little things, they are almost now accumulated into a giant bomb that waiting to explode. So I say, uh, raise Thatcher out of the grave and put her back in charge, and we'll soon see a return to proper government. <laughs> uh, I think that's my my solution. Uh, another just. A- one or two stories I've got left, Archie, but we'll try to get them quickly as possible. Is a local MHK claims teachers telling students to go meat free to oh. save the planet. Have you been told to go? I know you already are meat free. I've not been but, told uh, that, and if they are being told that, it's ridiculous. They shouldn't be told. They shouldn't be persuaded to do so. They, it is almost an ideological issue, I'd argue. Uh, veganism. It is it, at least if you're persuaded, you're, you're pressuring other people to do it. I think that then does become an issue because. It should be again a matter of personal choice, just like masks. We shouldn't be, we we, we shouldn't be advocate. It's a conversation, but I think as a teacher, you're in a role of authority, and therefore mm. you should not express an issue, and uh, you shouldn't express an opinion on that issue. I mean, without expressing the other side, you you're, you're giving a very biased view. I think that, I mean, that, that's not right. The, the, the education minister. Um, then replied with, "This is what the department considers to be a balanced diet." But that doesn't mean that a teacher can't comment and say, "Well, I actually think that you know being vegetarian is is, is a better balanced for the diet has absolutely it, it it really varies. It depends on what science you look at. The UK governments will give their advice for a balanced diet: eat five a day. Most people know five a day is nowhere near enough. But if you say you need to eat fifteen a day, no one's going to do it, are they? But, but, they want but, an easy, achievable goal. But a a teach, balanced diet isn't necessarily balanced. But the teacher can be teaching the curriculum and go. This is a balanced diet, but I don't think that's right. You know, that's fine. But they, they should express both views. They they shouldn't express a single solitary one. Yeah, and I think there were there was a case uh, where they I think the chair of the NUF on the island said mm-hmm. that teachers were like calling like farmers evil or something like that, and that that was absolutely ridiculous because or calling farming practices very dangerous or barbaric or something uh, insulting. I think that again is is wrong because farmers do do a wonderful job generally. They uh, apart from there 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 is one um 
Uh, we do have, uh, farm traffic does uh, sometimes cause me annoyance uh, on the roads, uh, especially when it starts to, on my road especially, get incredibly muddy and then water spilling everywhere. But apart from that, farms are, are generally, they, they, they do a fabulous job for our society. So I, I don't think there's anything, there's, a, there's no need to go, to go like that. And I think, again, we're looking at, we're, we're looking into personal choice, personal opinion, and we shouldn't be in a position of authority advocating. Now, I can advocate that as my own being, I don't have authority over. But when a teacher is in a position of authority or perceived authority, I think that's very, very important they give a balance for you. I'm sure yes. we'll have this discussion hopefully in the new year. Uh, we'll get a guest on and talk about impartiality in teaching. Yes, yeah. of course, indeed. Um, there's been a second consecutive win for the Blues, uh, which is obviously Castle Russian High School uh, in the in the big one. They beat uh, King Williams College, uh, 17-15. I mean, it's only really apparent because... Uh, I'm, uh, I'm going to blame... The, the, no, the captain. I'm going to blame the captain of the King Williams College team. <laughs> uh, I think I think he's at, he's at fault here. Uh, uh, yes. Yeah, but uh, They couldn't import their players this year. That's so quite relevant to, to me and Archie, as I, a former uh, scholar of uh, Castle Russian High School, school <laughs> yeah but it's, 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 it's quite it's quite it's, it's quite quite interesting it's a horrible weather day for it though mm. it was is absolutely chucking down uh so it, it wasn't i think looking at the lineups from both sides i'm not a rugby person myself uh, in sports i know anything remotely about is tennis uh but i think looking at the lineup this year it did look pretty strong on the other side as i know some i think on the kwc lot some were injured uh, pre-match, uh, uh, I think one a concussion who was going to uh, set to play. Uh, so it's been hitting his head off a they, they, they really, they really couldn't import the players this year. So they, they were, they were unfortunately at risk. Uh, yes. Well, there we have it. There we have um, it. Uh, second consecutive. But yeah, go, going on. If we look at kind of UK news again, um, do you think we should replace the UK government? Oliver? Uh <laughs> well, I I'm back to grilling. <laughs> I believe that. Uh, oh, oh but, but first, so congratulations to, to uh, Boris and uh, Carrie because they now had a uh, had, had a child. Yes, a, a baby girl. I understand. Second second child since he's become prime minister. Ah, I was going to say. I thought you were going to say second child. And I thought he's had a lot more than. We that. don't know how many. <laughs> we don't know how many. No. No, he might be lying to us. Um, Yes. He might not know. <laughs> he probably doesn't, Archie. That's a scary fact. Um, yes, do I believe that we should have a new government? It's difficult to say. Um, do you mean a conserv- a new conservative sort of government? A new, you know, a refresh of... Anything. Who's at the top? Get re- the current government out, basically. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, mm, yeah. Who would you have replaced them? Um... Do, do do you mean bringing in bringing in a new leadership of yes the, new leadership of the, of the party or you could you could argue uh, let's have a no confidence motion in the government and get a new government in totally from a different party who would you say should replace the government um as leader of the conservative party or or having your Keir Starmer in charge. Do I want Keir Starmer in charge? I'm not. I'm not entirely sure whether I do or not. <laughs> or Angela um, Rayner. Or Angela. No. Um, I think we should put Diane Abbott in charge oh of government. Oh goodness. We'd soon have a massive reduction in public spending. 
Massive reduction. Because after all, recruiting 23,000 police officers only costs 800,000. She is getting a bargain for it. But I don't see why we haven't put her in in our leadership earlier. I don't know why she's not in Treasury. Exactly. Really she don't. would make excellent savings across the board. Oh. Uh, but yeah, no. But who who would you who would you replace? Would you replace Boris with someone in the Conservative Party? Who would you replace him? I with? don't know who I want. Who'd want him? Who's sort of leadership material? Um, I mean, there's been talks of uh, potentially Liz Truss or um, a t- a Thatcher's tank last week, or Rishi, Su- Rishi Sunak. Um, I mean, I'm pretty sure he's sort of gunning for it. I don't Rishi, think, Rishi, Rishi. I don't think yes. Dominic Raab will. Uh, I thought. Get... I thought. I thought for a minute they say Dominic Cummings. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, not sure that one, Oliver. Uh, but yeah. Mm. Who would I, you? Who would you say, Archie? Come on, I need a question. You, who, who, who I'd lo- you, you, it's perfectly open for questions on the floor yeah. here. I just turn off your your mic if I don't hear it. Uh, uh, but no, I'd like quite well, like to actually see. It'd be he'll never run, but if he did run, it would be excellent. Jacob Rees. Oh goodness. No, uh, no, he, honestly, he he would be. I think he would make a great prime minister. Uh, he he's a bit low key. He, he, I don't think he would necessarily run for prime minister. But if he did. I would definitely support his leadership bids when I when it goes to the party to vote. Um, yes. Beyond that, I would support, I think, Rishi uh, Sunak over Liz Truss, generally. Mm-hmm. Uh, they both perform well. I think Dominic Raab, I don't necessarily think he, he's dropped out of uh, leadership running, potentially. But I think Sunak's in a strong position, so is Liz Truss. So between those two, I think. Definitely not. Uh, well, I, I actually know all Mrs May... Theresa yeah. May would would make a uh, good recovery. That, that that would be interesting to see. Uh, she didn't mislead anyone, did she, Oliver? Um, she's actually a very good prime minister. Yeah, um, I thought she was. Just it was at the wrong, good prime I minister mean, at the wrong got, time. Um, and I mean, she got a bit too emotional towards the end. Emotional? Uh, yes, on her departure. But most uh, prime ministers are a bit upset on their departure. Yeah. Oliver. I know, but she was quite upset. She, she, she's no more emotional than we saw, like when Winston Churchill left. Obviously, uh, it, it's not that. I, I, I just, just, just double check. You're not, you're not putting this down to gender, are you, Oliver? Absolutely not. <laughs> I wouldn't do such a thing. Just double checking. Just double checking. But yeah, it, 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 we we have, we have posed. I think some in, there's I mean, some interesting oh. points raised. Yeah, I think that does draw us generally to the oh, conclusion. I'm not sure goodness. what that. I'm not sure why that's playing. Hello, uh, I, welcome I, I, to Max. Ha- I don't know what what happened though. Did it's you just, did you not even press anything? I think I must have kicked the side of a mouse and it ah. decides to set us off on a ridiculous, uh, a ridic- ridiculous voyage onto our not our jingles. But yeah, I think that does roughly conclude this episode. It's been quite interesting. Does I've, it? Uh, managed to. Oh. I've managed to grill Oliver. He's been roasted on the barbecue. Honestly. We've gone over to Australia and having an Australian Christmas here at Politibabble. We've put Oliver onto the barbecue. I it's, think his, I... it's his turn to go barbecuing next well, week, I'll I say. Well, I do believe I think I have too many commitments now for this show, Archie. <laughs> yeah, uh, <laughs> don't, don't, don't be putting that card on me, Oliver. But yes, next week you can enjoy us uh, with a wonderful uh, Christmas special, I suppose. Uh, because then it's Christmas literally the week after. Yes. So yes, join us next week for I a wonderful I've... Christmas special. I'll pack in some Christmas music as well. Yes, indeed. Locate some. I, I, I may even have this sort of... Uh, I was planning on whether I leave it till the end of the year or the Christmas one, have some sort of compila- compilation of, of our series. That'll be exciting. I haven't seen that. Say that as a surprise. I've not, I've, not, I've not even started it yet. What's I say that all the way? What's I say? Anyway, yes. Cheerio from me. Au revoir. You've been politibabbled.